Good morning, everyone. Hope y'all are all doing well. Good to see everybody. Mark and I were out of town last week, and we missed being here, but we're glad to be back this weekend. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in. Um, this morning, my, my message, my, my teaching is simply titled, To Teach. Um, a few weeks ago, this is kind of um, spurred on or brought on from a teaching that, um, that uh, Monica Terrell had um, brought forth a few weeks ago. And a lot of things in what she taught that day really, really touched my heart. And I and made sure to let her know that later, too, because and that's an encouragement to, to others whenever... Oh, I know. Hey, I saw her over there. No, I said whenever I text, when I texted her later, I made sure, like after that teaching, that I texted her and made sure she knew that. Um, but I, I feel like that's important, and I know we were, I'm not one, I don't speak up a whole lot in class in here, I know, and I should, but, um, you know, we're really good in here about encouraging one another with, um, you know, things that are brought forth, what the Lord puts on our hearts to teach. Um, you know, we add to that, you know, in class and, and, and build upon those things. And um, we learn from one another and we encourage one another. And, and I really, that's one thing I really do appreciate about this class because um, something that Monica said that day, she was talking about the oil of joy. She was talking about teaching and the necessity of that and how it's really important that we embrace that calling that, that God has given us and that even though some of us, and I'm one of them, um, may have a difficult time. And I think that, you know, a lot of people that have said this, that this is just, it's, it can be a challenge and it's contested by the enemy. Um, when, we, when we stand up here or sit up here and we um, bring forth whatever God has put on our heart, it's, it's contested. And, um, and so I, th I think we, we struggle sometimes with those feelings and of the inadequacies and things that um, are humanness. And so we got to put those things aside. We do, and I do. And even though I may get nervous, I, I just, you know, I, I focus on what the Lord has given me, and I pray, and I just ask him to just bring forth what it is, um, regardless of how I say it, that he's going to get what he wants um, conveyed that day brought for so um but when when monica said that that day it was just like it really touched my heart and it really it it was i don't even know i mean out of all of the things that she said there was so much and i took all kinds of notes and i do that regularly when when people are teaching but there was so much that stood out in that message but that focus point on the teaching was um, really what stood out to me and that's that's been on my heart ever since so that's where i was started studying and um, I'm going to get into the passage, one of the passages that she um, used that day in Psalm 45. That's in here. But I want to start off with, there, there were three words, three Hebrew words that we're going to look at today. And one of them is from this passage that she, she taught on for the word teach. It really stood out to me, and I started studying some other um, passages that, that use the same word, Yorah, which means to flow as water, like rain. We've had a lot of that in the natural mm -hmm. over the um, 
last few weeks. So we have that um, physical depiction of what that looks like and, and um, that bringing forth of rain. But it also means to lay or throw or to shoot or to point out, like as aiming the finger and um, like pointing. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> so let me be specific there. Um, so I will say that, and I don't usually do this, it's kind of, there, there's no certain order as far as the passages. So like you'll see that um, Proverbs is before Psalms and all that. And I usually am pretty good about putting them in, in order. But I really looked at this more in the, in the um, and categorized it with the Hebrew word. So once we get to that category, you may see the passages not in any particular order. So I apologize for that. But um, anyway, so I want to start off with this first uh, couple of verses here in Proverbs. And I want to start off by just asking a question. Why do we teach? Think about that. Why do we teach? Proverbs 9, 9 through 10 says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach, or yada, a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Now, I didn't include any New Testament verses here. I didn't even go to the New Testament because we know that there are a lot of passages where we're instructed to go out and teach. Um, it talks about how he gave some teachers. Uh, we're told to go and teach all the nations. Um, so uh, we, we know that this is a calling that we have in our house, on our lives, and what we're called to do. And this year, because it's been such an interesting year, and with COVID and not being able to travel, um, I know that we've continued on, and you know, Pastor and, and Monica and different ones that, um, that teach like the, the Saints Network um, sessions and things like that, We've continued on. We've continued teaching the nations and, and going forward and, and what he's called us to do. But I know travel is going to start back up again, and we're going to be called to go out, and we're going to be called to teach. And um, we need to be ready. I mean, I know Pastor tells us this. We, we hear this. We know this. Um, but our hearts need to be ready. We need to be, um, be ready to stand in that role at a moment's notice and, and go forward. So that was just where I kind of wanted to start with that one, even though that doesn't have the um, any one of those three Hebrew words that teach there is yada. But the word raw, I said it was to flow as water, to rain. That's going to be in the next few passages here. And y'all, as I, I know, I kind of get talking fast. So if you um, have anything you want to share or anything like that, feel free to stop me. But 1 Samuel 12, 20 through 25 says, And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord. But serve the Lord with all your heart, and turn ye not aside. For then should, should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, 
but I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he had done for you. But if you shall do wickedly, you shall be consumed, both ye and your king. So he starts off here by saying that, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to teach you the toad, the, the, the good, the right and straight way. And he instructs the people of Israel to not fear, but yet, but rather to serve the Lord with all their hearts and to not turn aside, because if you do, you're going to be going after vain or worthless things that really don't have any value. And they don't deliver because they're worthless. He says, therefore, I'm telling you that the tobe and the right way are the, you know, what I'm bringing, what I'm teaching, and that you should revere the Lord and serve him in truth with all of your heart. And then he says to raw all, all of the great things that he has done for you. So he's bringing forth these, these different things, and he's saying, you know, I'm teaching you in the right way. Uh, this is the way that you should go. Don't go after those things that have no worth, that have no value. They're not going to bring any substance um, to your life. And, um, you know, Samuel, as a, as a faithful watchman, I mean, he, was, he gave them that warning, that very last verse there. But if you shall do wickedly, you shall be consumed, both you and your king. So all of these things, he says, these are things to do. You know, step by step by step. But if you don't, this is what's going to happen. So we're called to give warnings, too. So um, we're going to have another passage where this word um, is also, um, I think it's Zahar, is translated as a warning. That's later on down. Can I, can I just make a comment sure. just about your definitions here? Um, I, love, I love this Yara word. I love just that it means to flow as water, as in rain. And I think about, you know, sometimes teaching can be viewed as something that's like a little bit more sterile, a little bit more methodical, right? Or, you know, I mean, it's a little different from the prophetic. Um, actually, it's a lot different from the prophetic. But I think about the passage that talks about how out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So the teacher, I mean... It's got to come out of that place. It, it, you know, it's not here, even though this is certainly so much a part of the process. But I, I love that. But I also think about the scripture that says, Apollos, uh, Apollos planted, Paul, Paul planted, Apollos watered, mm -hmm. and God brings the increase. And I think um, it, it's just such a spiritual dynamic to teach and to bring somebody into that place of the toe. And it, it certainly is, is, is not something that is, is sterile or mechanical, but something that should flow out of our, you know, our belly yeah. Yeah. as a river. Three. Yeah, that, that was what really stood out to me too, that passage in your teaching was, was that word. I was like, wow, that's, you know, that, that just brings teaching to a new light for me. Um, you know, you think about prophetically dropping a word and that drop, like drops, but you also think about um, teaching as being something that flows like water. I just... 
And it waters the seed, right? The teaching waters the seed. Is that right? I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and... Or... You know, that's the thing about water. How much of this water that's pouring out of the sky right now is actually going to be used for anything productive? A lot of it's going to run right down the drain and flow out someplace. And But some of it will cause good things to grow. Some of it will be preserved for um, drinking. And, um, you know, it's like when, when you teach, you you hope that it hits the seed and you hope that it nourishes the thirsty and you hope that it helps to build things up and cleanse um, but I think that's the thing of, of all teachers you know you particularly in the classroom you think I am pouring not to, not to use a pouring I'm pouring myself out here how many of these kids are actually receiving what I'm pouring out? And, and you feel for the ones that didn't for whatever reason. But the ones who did, you think, wow, that's great. And um, But that's really interesting about the water through Apollos and, and out, of the, out of the belly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you just, you want to have good water management. <laughs> and um, I took a sign of different. No, but it's only God that can bring the increase. And you think about, like, Noah came in a couple days ago, and he's just like, oh, my gosh, everything's so green. And you think that all this rain has just made things green. And they were green before, but, I mean, just more vivid. And you think about how it sows into the prophetic. So when you teach... It, it really does enhance or feed into just that prophetic life and make it more, or at least appear more vivid and alive. So, very good. And the context of this, too, is really, you read a couple verses before. Uh, we know the people that have asked for something, shall all for something that God did not want them doing at all. And in the midst of that, he answers through his prophetic voice by thunder and rain and then he starts talking about the importance of teaching in the midst of all that and that there is so where we are <laughs> where we are now where people are asking for things all across from Washington all the way down through the governmental structure for things that God's not necessarily asking for and at this point all of us represent him to come in and say, no, that God's not wanting us to do that. We don't need to turn aside to this or follow after this. We need to focus on this, is what he's really saying. And that's where this, I think, all this teaching comes in. It's, man, it is just getting worse and worse day by day. I mean, restrictions are being lifted, yeah. Travel's coming, but still, I mean, we, I mean, it's a slugfest. And you've got every voice in, the, in this world coming out. To, to say to try to get us off focus and to try to say go go do this or you know it's it's just craziness you got I mean he's that force he should be dead but he's still trying to get up 
Well, there does seem to be a battle for teaching. I mean, you, you look at, uh, I was hearing an interview today from a uh, African-American woman who's part of the 1776 project, which is basic, basically from an African-American standpoint to speak what really happened in the growth of the African-American people over the years. But they're specifically coming to confront the 1619 ridiculousness and critical race theory. And that's from a teaching perspective to try to destroy not only our public school systems, but a lot of Christian schools and even into the churches. I didn't, I didn't realize until this dear woman this morning said how, how many churches are actually buying into this, this false narrative, this false teaching. And teaching is being confronted now. Yes. And, you know, think about the, the water example. You don't just water something once and that's it. And... Mm. Uh, that's what's been wrong with be, my plants in my own it's, uh, <laughs> 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 I, I don't know if I pretend to, to uh, offer this from the teaching perspective, but from the learning perspective, we, how many times did my mother have to tell me the same thing? You know, and that's the watering over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Or a teacher tell you the same thing, the same thing, the same I've heard it before. But by the time it actually gets through, you've been watered many times. Yes. And I think the key there is as applied. You know, we always say revelation without application is fruitless. So it's a matter of she tells you something, don't touch the hot stove, and then once you apply that, you learn and you don't ever do it again. <laughs> Sorry, Trisha. No, thank you. This is Trish. Yeah. Go ahead. And a thought that I had was um, from this definition, meaning to flow as water, um, what the one side is teaching, it's, you know, when water flows, it can go just about anywhere. I mean, if your house is ever flooded, you know, if a sink is ever flooded, it's pretty soon your whole house is flooded because it can get anywhere. It can go through cracks and, and seams. And um, so what's being taught from one side, you know, it's infiltrating even the churches, like Pastor was saying, that their teaching is infiltrating even the churches. So on the opposite side, our teaching, you know, we need our teaching to be, you know, continually repeated so that it infiltrates, you know, that camp and hopefully, you know, touches some life that will see the light and turn around. Um, but that's just what I thought about, about the flow of the water, how it just, it can go anywhere. Dynamite to go in there and blow it up in order for the water to continue to flow. And that's that's 
some dynamite. It's the dunamis to explode them out of that. Um, Ezekiel 44, 23, and they shall teach, Uriah, my people, the difference between the holy and profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. So the priests were instructed to teach the differences between um, the holy and profane and cause them to, to know and to see the differences between something that is foul and something that is pure. So we're called to... Um, to cause others to be able to see, to be able to, to know and to see those differences so that they do walk in, in the ways of the Lord and not be, there's just so many, There, you know, I probably say this every time I get up here and teach, and, and I know others say it too, there's so many distractions in this world that will try to pull you off course, and, you know, we stand strong, we stand firm, and we, and we know what our calling is. Um, but the, it's just like there's so much noise. There's so much clamor with the things that the enemy is trying to, um, you know, spew or is spewing through um, through individuals that don't even really realize that that it's it's enemy base. Hey, what was that? I'm sorry. Uh, this goes back to the public school system. What was that? We were, uh, the episode on. Uh, Are you talking about what I was doing this morning? No, no, no. Uh, Fox News episode. This, this happened this week. We're watching it. Oh, the drag queen book thing. Oh, remember that? The transgender. Yeah, um, I mean that. What that? I mean, I literally was nauseated. Sam, did you guys see that? Yes. Oh, Three and four-year-olds. Unbelievable. Yes. yes. And they were, they were saying how that um, they weren't targeting to to teach these kids uh, that type of lifestyle. Well, what are you doing it for then? We teach to influence. Sorry, let me interrupt you. I was thinking about that too. But Pastor was talking about the school systems. It's true. Okay, Exodus um, 4 10 through 17. Um, very well known passage. I know I've, um, I've used this one a few times in teaching too because sometimes this is how I feel. Um, and Moses said unto the Lord, O oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since that hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath man made who had <laughs> who had made me <laughs> who had made man's mouth? Or who had make it the dumb or deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go, and I'll be with thy mouth, and teach, or Yurah, thee what thou shalt say. And he said, O my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him who hath Thou will sin. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. And when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. And thou shalt speak unto him, and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach for your rock you what you shall do. And he shall be thy spokesman unto the people, and he shall be even be... He shall be to thee instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of God. And thou shalt take this rod in thine hand, wherewith thou shalt do signs. And so, to me, I mean, just knowing that, I mean, just saying, you know, 
Moses. I mean, you're, I'm giving you everything you need. I'm going to give you what you need to say, what you need to do. Um, regardless of your inadequacies or how you feel, I've got this, I've got you, I'm going, you know, I've got a plan. This is, this how, you know, just be obedient. Just do what you're supposed to do. Just be ready to speak. Second Kings 12, 1 through 3. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign, and 40 years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all his days, wherein Jehoiada, the, the priest, instructed that word Urah, him. But the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burnt incense in the high places. So, um, I've just put here priestly teaching and instruction that is born through relationship with our Father is going to cause others to want to do what is right in the sight of the Lord and not what is right in the eyes of man. And the example that comes to mind, because I had heard about this earlier in the week on the news, and um, I looked it up this morning, and... It's there. There's a popular program that our district uses called Brain Pop. And it has all kinds of teaching videos. I love it. I've always loved it. Um, there's recently been one added that is nine minutes long. And most of the videos on there, and Tammy, I think, has probably been, you know, very familiar with, what, three, four minutes max, usually? Yes. And they have, like, a quiz and... You know, discussion questions. This video is literally nine minutes long. And um, I'm not saying anything against the topic that it is, but it's a Black Lives Matter video. And it's talking about George Floyd and um, how, um, you know, what happened to him. And it's it's just so, it's, I mean, it's, I didn't even watch but probably four or five minutes of it. I didn't even finish it because it literally shows, and it's a cartoon-based thing, white people just against black people. And I thought, you know, if we're really, truly trying to teach others to get along, I mean, they called it, they didn't call it systemic racism in this um video, they called it something else, and I wish I'd written it down. It starts with an S. Um, I don't even can't remember what it was called, but it was something racism that they called it. But who's pushing that agenda? Who? You know, why is that okay to, you know, they're trying to shut our voice up and try to keep us from speaking forth what God, you know, and, and it's not going to happen. I mean, we're moving forward. We're going to keep you know, this just makes us stronger and makes us more determined that we want others to know that, you know, these things are enemy-driven. This just causes more issue. That's not, that's not going to solve, you know, the world's problems with racism. It's just going to stir the pot and make people more angry. And it's not about what is right in the sight of man. It's about what's right in the sight of God. And, you know, the protests and things like that that have gone on and the anger that comes from all those things, people have to really realize this is not 
godly. This is not, I mean, you can have, um, what, a, I can't even think of the word right now. I mean, we can be a holy anger or whatever, but. But. Racism, racism does not have color or it shouldn't have. It comes in all forms. And I felt like that that was immediately basing it on whites against blacks. That's what I saw. And it, and it goes, you know, in a lot of different directions, like you said. And it takes on different forms. It's not just the color of your skin. I don't know. That just, I just feel like that, that that is that, you know, that whole right here, you know, doing what's right in, in the sight of people or man and not, not basing it on. And while we really have to be um, ready to say this is, and, you know, what, do what's right in the sight of God. Do, you know, do what's right there. And then maybe we won't have some of these issues that we're having. Okay. Job 38, 4 through 6. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who has stretched a line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations therefore fastened? Or who lay the cornerstone thereof? And I include this passage because in this one, there are three different words, um, the word laid there, about laying the measures and um, laying the foundations and then laying the cornerstone. And that very last one, Uriah, is... Um, the cornerstone and so just put that as it's speaking of Christ being our foundation and the chief cornerstone for all that we say and do in 2nd Chronicles 15 1 through 4 and the spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded and he went out to meet Asa and said unto him hear ye me Asa and all Judah and Benjamin the Lord is with you while you be with him and if you seek him he will be found of you but if you forsake him he will forsake you now for a long season Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law but when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him he was found of them um, so when a land goes without focus on the one true God and um, without those who are called to teach, so here you're talking about without a teaching priest and without law, there's going to be idolatry, there's going to be all manner of evil. And so just the you know importance there of you know being there, being ready to teach. With prophecy and teaching going forth and receptive hearts like King Asa, we will take courage, we'll be strong. We'll do away with those idols and enter into a covenant to seek God with all of our hearts. And um, it was also said in um, this passage, or um, I think in a verse below it, that the heart of Asa was perfect all of his days. And so we, we want to have that perfect heart before him. We want to um, do all that he's called as the Nazis to do. Okay, this next one is the kind of teaching I feel like I do sometimes um, at school. <laughs> Lamad. 
to go to, um, to teach. And it's similar to like a cattle prod <laughs> and how you're urging, you know, causing to move forward. Um, like, get your assignments in, come on. <laughs> you can do this, you can do this. Um, but that's another form of teaching. That's another, um, you know, another way that we teach. So Ezra 7.10, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Um, Ezra first fixed his heart to follow God's laws and um, to teach Lamad to goad um, God's statutes and judgments. Sometimes it takes that, you know, it's nice to be able to think about how when we teach that it just flows and it, it touches those places all of those places too but sometimes there's it, you know there's a, a time too I feel like that um, you're really it's, and it is an encouragement I feel like you know to go to encourage someone but um, maybe it takes a little bit more encouragement hey Trish it's interesting that it, in the definition of that word, it says the rod being an oriental incentive. And you think about where the coronavirus started and how it's being prodded, mm -hmm. I guess. Interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. But. I, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. When I, when I looked at this, it made me think about when um, Mark and I were in India when we were teaching. The kids were all up, up in the uh, balcony area, and there was a guy that would walk back and forth, and he'd have a stick, and he would, like, tap tap the kids' feet or whatever, you know, to keep them, you know, sitting up straight and paying attention. He was goading them to, um, you know, to pay attention or to spur them to do on or motivate them to do something. Works in India than work here in America. <laughs> I don't think we would get away in schools with that form of um, of goading. Except in the Catholic school. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yes, I have a I have a friend who went to Catholic school and tells me of all the times that the ruler came slapping down on his hand. Psalm 51, 6 through 13. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which had broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from thy sins, and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach. Then will I go to transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So you have this, I just listed them. I went back through and just listed them, purging with hyssop and um, causing me to hear joy and gladness. I need to, those things in order to, um, to move forward and teach. Um, broken bones rejoice as gill with this, the um, spinning hiding your face from my sins and completely erasing my iniquities so things that 
that would cause us to um, miss the mark or to um, you know, miss what it is that he's asking of us. Creating a pure heart within us, renewing a right spirit, um, keeping us close to him, not casting us away, bringing restoration, turning me back to the joy of thy salvation, lifting me up, upholding me, then you will you will have me teach transgressors, those who have broken away from just authority. So that transgressors there is that breaking away from authority. So it's interesting to me too that um, you know we, we teach in many ways and we teach many people groups but we'll, we'll be teaching those who um, have turned from authority. I just I keep thinking that you know the, in the <coughs> excuse me there is a difference between instructing and teaching and we do some of each all of us the uh, the instructing doesn't flow from the, from our bellies teaching does. Instruction is more of a command, you know. You will do this, you will do that. Teaching is showing, teaching is sharing a lifestyle, teaching is imparting what is in you to another person. And that's the flow that we've been talking about. And that's that's where we're learning really takes place. And uh, that's when your rules for example, as we're talking about here, your rules can also become their rules if you're teaching them from a place that where it's flowing from you to these other people. I agree with that. And I, I immediately thought about um, this last few weeks, and ours has been kind of extended over several weeks of start testing, <coughs> that I give instructions. I, you know, I have to read it word for word out of the book. This is what you did, da, da, da. And so I'm giving instructions, and then I end it with, I cannot help you with any answers. If you cannot, you know, if you can't figure it out, basically you answer the best you can, you know, or something like that. So I'm giving instructions. I'm not helping them in any way. It's not any kind of um, teaching. It's not, like you said, it's not flowing. It's just telling you what to do. And then um, the teaching part of it is, is where you're really spending that time and really investing. Yeah, and these that's what a lot of this is about, is yeah. sharing. And I think, and this is what I love about the saints, one of the many things about the, just the, the whole process of sanctification is, one thing that I've learned is that it's very difficult for me to teach anything that I have not yielded to walk through, overcome, gained authority, that's where the authority comes, is through our, that's why I love these, I love what David says here, because he surrendered for the Lord to just totally refine him, and, and, and that's the beauty to me of not only the remnant, but of the saint, just the sanctified, sanctified life and the message of the saints is that, I can't say we've been through everything, but I can say that we've yielded ourselves to the process, whatever that looks like. And we know what that's looked like over the last 20, 20-something 20 years. And it's through that, every season has been fruitful 
in some way because it's brought forth the message. And it's, it, it's in us. It's the truth that is in us. It's been worked through us. And, and so whenever I go through a season that's difficult or challenging, I know God is working that to bring some message to teach the transgressors in the way and the sinners to be converted. It's not, it, it is for me, but it is more for the fruit that I'm going to bear and what I'm going to pour out. Because he cares a whole lot more about what you pour out than what he pours in. <laughs> right? I mean, that's right. the objective. So. It's interesting, too, in here. It talks about, it starts off by focusing on the truth. And then there's purging, there's washing, and there's breaking. It talks about breaking the bones so that we may rejoice. I'm thinking. Makes no sense. Why would you have to break someone's bones? And I know it would represent him breaking the uh, the bones. Of, we don't have the, the structure. The muscles have no place to attach themselves to. So he's breaking things inside of us that are not not structurally the way they're supposed to be. And as a result of that, the aftermath. Not in the midst of the breaking. It sure doesn't, I don't want to rejoice when I'm being broken. But in the aftermath of it all, then we can rejoice. Uh, it's just really an interesting progression that ends, that ends with, you know, what you were, you were just saying, Monica, about the teaching. And you know, what are we teaching? We're teaching uh, transgressors, but what, what, what's our message? The ways, his ways. And, and, then, and then those that are actually missing the mark and not... Um, then there's a conversion. That's a whole New Testament principle. There's a lot of new layers of revelation. I don't know about what you guys been studying, but even yet last night, um, Trish is studying for this teaching, and I'm in the other room studying. And um, I'm, I'm studying a concept that we all know, but it seems like it's showing up from 20 years ago. But it's showing up in, in, in the context of a whole passage that I'd never really read. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Um, just to see the flow of it all. So I do agree with what, what you're talking about. And there's, there's one particular passage that I want to share, but I, I, don't, I don't want to do it just yet. It, it, it talks about the, this teaching. And then every, everything we do here is birthed out of our, our walk with the Lord. Every, everything. And the messages that come, the teachings, every bit of it, stems from our, our personal walks with Him. And that's that's the best form form of teaching that anybody can give to another person. And you know, I can, I can remember we've all read textbooks. You know, we I remember um, reading a lot of stuff in Bible college from uh, about trying to explain the Book of Revelation and the whole timeline. Man had it all mapped out how the pre trib was going to occur here. We'd be raptured out and. You know the mid, the, all the different mid trips and post tribbers and, uh, and and now I'm like, I'm not really focused on pre, mid, post, because tribulation is going to be is a part of our walk now. So, um, just there, there's something that impacts you, and when you share that, man, it has a major impact on those that hear it and then welcome it. So I totally agree. I was going to save this for the very end, but I 
after I said this a few minutes ago, but I, I feel like I need to stop now and say this. Um, when I was saying that earlier about the, the video that I watched and all that, I, I don't agree with all, what all took place in that situation. Um, I just want, because I, I feel like y'all know my heart and, and what I'm conveying here, but I want to make sure that, um, you know, our, our Saints family, you know, they, they should know me very well too, that I'm not saying that what took place with George Floyd was okay. And I'm not saying that videos as such should not maybe, um, that we should not teach other, you know, teach our kids not to be racist towards one another. Because I completely agree that we should do that. That we should, you know, we've got to teach our kids that, you know, love one another. But I just felt like it was, it was a, not the best way to depict a people group. And so I wanted to say that so that nobody, you know, I, I know y'all don't, but I just, I don't want, um, maybe it's just in my thinking, in my heart right now, because I feel kind of, um, I just don't want anybody to think uh, there was a wrong spirit behind what I said. Any people group, any people group. Racism yeah. has no color. Black people do it towards white, whites towards black, Mexicans towards, I mean, it's all, I mean, it, but singling it out, trying to teach kids, hey, the white people, it's the white man. I mean, that's what that would infuriate. I feel like that if a child watched that, that's how they would perceive that. So, right. no, you, you, yeah. And I, I don't, that 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 bothers me. That bothers me. Trish, as a teacher, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to figure out where that. We are always required to preview things. You know that, right? So, I guess my question is, <clears throat> you previewed it, so now they have the freedom when they get on their computers or laptops, whatever you've got in the classroom, they can roam around and they can find this. Obviously, some of them have seen it, they viewed it already. Yes? Oh, I don't know. You know I, I mean, because I'm not really in a classroom anymore since I'm back to doing oh, inclusion. So I just happened to you see it on the news. And yeah, my, you know, in the English classrooms, you know, they use brain pop for teaching, you know, different, different things, you know, grammar stuff and all that too. But I had seen that on the news the other day, and I was like, wow, okay. So I went and just checked it out. But And I'm sure that there will probably maybe be some history classes that that choose to, to show the video, or in our social-emotional learning classes, as we have a period every day where we do that. Do you have the ability to uh, go to the uh, coordinators and um, submit questions or comments about mm -hmm. things like this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that it's something that <clears throat> having been in school like you, of course I had the younger ones, um, they're really trying to conceal the truth. And um, this is just a very small thing. And um, I, I forgot that you didn't have a regular classroom. So it puts a different perspective on it now for me. I forgot about that. Um, I think that this is going to um, really pull on your heartstrings a lot as a teacher in school because um, it's not a good thing. Uh, it's bringing darkness into the school. And so uh, you've got to uh, take a stand. And, um, you know, I don't know how you feel about the environment you're in. You know, some of the schools are uh, very positive. They have a very positive bent. 
I don't know about your school. Obviously, you're a middle school, right? Yeah. But um, I keep hearing this too, what you're talking about. And I wasn't going to comment because this is really school that we're talking about, but it's your life. It's yeah. your vocation. And so I think that you really, um, I guess I'm speaking prophetically to you, I think it's something that you really need to, um, um, you know, counsel with the Lord about because um, uh, you can't um, be there and, and not say anything because you know that this is not right. Yeah. Um, and so um, I think that the Lord is going to direct you going forward, um, just like with these scriptures that you heard when Monica was teaching. And so I'm not saying that you've got to, because I, I, I sense that there's a little bit of uh, fear on your part. You know it's not right, you know it's wrong, and you know that you've got to uh, take a stand. I, I think that, and I'm not you, of course, but I think that you need to really ask the Lord how you need to be positioned in that school. And the fact that you have the freedom to actually move around classroom to classroom, or I guess maybe at times you can bring students to you. Is that true? Mm -hmm. You can bring them to you? Yeah. Like a small group? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I think that the Lord is going to provide you with a platform and I think that this is just the beginning. Um, I don't. I don't sense that you're leaving. You know, you're disenchanted or anything like that. Oh no, no, no. I just think that you're um, kind of indecisive right now, but you know that this is wrong. I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. I think he's getting you ready. Okay. Thank you. I just. I wanted to say something. Sure. Um, you know. Just listening to this and knowing the path that we have taken uh, to try to be teachers of the word of God is more and more a challenge because so much of what is happening that we see, that I feel like that I see amongst churches, is they become a lot more politically motivated and that becomes a platform even in the pulpit. And I feel like that um, you can let that, that can become an absorption and override the word of God. And then it can start leading people down a path they don't need to go down. We need to be aware we live in this world, we're part of it, but I think that the, the challenge for us as the saints is that we are teaching the word of God. We're imparting those words into people that is needed even more than it has been before. Um, but also the scriptures tell us that this is the kind of thing we're going to be dealing with as the, as things get worse and as they are. Anything you can read in scripture, you know, in Paul when he's talking about, you know, how things are going to, even back in the day, you know, with Timothy and things like that, that, you know, things were waxing or going to get worse. But what are you going to do? You're going to teach the word. You're going to teach what you know. You're going to continue to do that, even amongst all the chaos that is around you. And so within that chaos, even, even the Lord spoke about the fact that, hey, you know, there's this stuff going on, but this is where we stay focused. This is our focus. And I think that's the challenge, and that's where a lot of people are being kind of led down this path of what we're dealing with 
in our nation and around the world. This isn't this isn't just us. You know, I, it, it it's an enemy focused push in our world, and we know that. And so it's it's a, I appreciate the teachers and the saints that are just really continuing to focus us on here's the things of God, and this is the path we need to stay on. This is the things we need to do. And um, so I just, you know, that was just my comment on it. Um, yeah. You know, because I think that we're, you're right, we're in this world and we're dealing with these issues and we do have to pray about where we, where we are in our position where God has placed us, whether you're a teacher or you're, uh, whatever you're doing, whatever your job is, or the people that you want, how you stand. And the way you stand is on the word of God, no matter what is going on around you. And you love people, and you and you love <clears throat> all people. Right. You know this, is, and it's the way we've always been. It's never been any different for the saints. You know, we this is our we're we're teaching everyone. We don't we don't care. We just want to bring saints into the kingdom of God. I mean, this is, I mean, to me, that's the goal. It's like where we're teaching, we're teaching them to stand, the next person to stand. Just our spirit to spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you've got you the whole twisted teaching of the enemy. It's twisted of, of injustice. Okay? The root of all injustice, mankind is focused on all this other stuff. The root of it all, though, is spiritual. But everybody else is making it all skin color and all this other stuff when God's going... I mean, if the enemy's taking something and twisting it when God's saying, no, I'm, I'm focused on the spiritual nature of injustice, and you guys are focusing, and he's focused on all this other garbage, but everybody's missing the root cause of all of it. God doesn't look at look the way man does, and, 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 and it's, very, it's, very, uh, it's very easy to look through those lenses all the time. And if that's all you see is race, 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 and everything, that's what you're going to see. But it's it's obscure. The, the obscurity, uh, the, it's just so obscure and unclear. And so many people are just, and even in the church, I mean, you pull up, I mean, there's, there's mega churches here in Dallas. I pulled up one yesterday that are just gulping this stuff in and, it's the next greatest thing to get more people in the door. Uh, and if you say the right things, uh, we have more people. We'll, we'll move from 42,000 members to 46. And it's just like, really? And then so you, you fall into the trap of the satanic trap that David did where he started numbering the people, right? And God said that the source of that numbering and being wrapped up in numbers is satanic. I mean, that's it's just really, it's, we're living in a strange time, boy. It just gets, it just seems to get stranger as the days go by. I'm done. That's the last thing I'll say. <laughs> it's hard not to Welcome speak. to my world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now, well, I'm leaving on Monday, so she's going to hear me for four or five days. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna read this, the last two passages all the, all the way through or anything. But Psalm 25, 1 through 4, 14, 
you see this word teach is in there one, two, three, four, five times. Um, a couple of times it's Yurah, and a couple of times, or two or three times it's Lamad. And so um, I just, you know, the thing that I pulled from that was just that he's um, calling us to teach others his paths, his ways. Um, his teachings will lead in truth and goodness, righteousness, um, meekness. And um, that's a really good passage, so if I can look at that one. They're all good passages, but you know what I mean. Um, and Ezekiel is, um, you know, about the watchman and how um, this word warning is this word zahar, which means to gleam or to enlighten, to caution or warn. And there are, you know, several other passages in Scripture that use this, this word too. But this is another type of teaching here where we give a warning. So we're called to be watchmen. And the watchmen, they lean forward, they peer into the distance, they observe, they wait. And then they provide a warning. So that's, you know, another um, another way that God is going to continue to use us to teach um, teach the nations. Okay. Thank you, Trish. <clears throat> 